In a world where digital realms collide with reality and the lines between fact and fiction blur, we're left to ponder, are we witnessing the ascent or the decline of CGI? As we venture deeper into the virtual abyss, this provocative question lingers. Prepare for an eye-opening journey and join us now for a stimulating debate when your hosts, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, boldly tackle the enigma, is CGI getting better or worse, in episode 2315 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's great to see you again. If you're new to our podcast, it's great to have you here. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Sean and I will be providing an answer to another great fan question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. This time, uh, Leyland R. from Phoenix, Arizona uh, asks us a question, and Leyland asks, is CGI getting better or worse? Hmm. My name is Bill Johnston, and I'm a veteran in the gaming world, specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for more than 20 years now, and time seems to really be flying when you have fun, doesn't it, Sean? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I am, Sean, actually, your brother, professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience. And today I'm a full-time animation director, and we're grateful to be your host for today's edition of the CG Insider Podcast. By the end of our discussion today, you'll not only learn how and why computer graphics are getting worse or getting better uh, at the same time, as a matter of fact, uh, how is that possible? And I'll be sure to stay to the end. We'll be giving uh, our own insights on how the industry can uh, correct the mistakes that are, are making it worse or better. That's, that's the question, right? So it sure is, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for that question, uh, Leland. So how is it getting better? Do you want to start there or do you want to start getting worse? Well, you know, that's a, it's a, that's a hard question because it is, it is kind of doing the both at the same time. And it just kind of depends on where, where your perspective is. You know, we, when we started, John, you know, if we started back in the eighties, uh, with computer graphics and, you know, since then it's, it's, it's really come up such a long way in so many different areas. Um, and, and, in a relatively short amount of time, especially recently. Um, but they've been around longer than, than just, you know, before you and I got into it. And just to kind of refresh a little bit, I just wanted to show a little bit of, uh, one of the first mainstream uses, uh, where CG was kind of brought into the public consciousness, so to say, it was back in the 50s, uh, and most prominently in, in the credits. To, here, here I'm showing an example of Alfred Hitchcock's movie, uh, Vertigo, where they used these, the, the CG-generated, computer-generated uh, graphics and just animated them, you know, spinning around and stuff. But this was one of the, the first examples of that, and it was, it was quite a refreshing. I mean, you hadn't seen anything like this up to that point. I know. I never knew that's exactly what they uh, were using at that time. And some, I mean, obviously, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, nobody drew those spiral graphs. Do you remember spiral graph? That was kind of fun, right? Well, that was that was based on the same type, you know, with mathematical principles and shapes and pr primitives. Yeah, it was it was very similar. And that was one of my favorite toys, as a matter of fact, to draw and uh, basically those same types of of shapes and kind of visualize those uh, complex geometries that we're seeing today. Yeah, that's. Uh, that was a fun toy. I really, really enjoyed that one. But I yeah, I agree with you. I don't think you. they sell those anymore. I, I think those are gone. Maybe you can get it on eBay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can get it on eBay. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, you're right. In fact, that the way you asked that question, it, it, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Um, I think, like you said, it depends. I think overall, it's getting obviously visually the quality is going way up and it's improved over the years. Um, obviously, it's getting becoming more and more realistic. Um, and, and I, I know that they're, 
obviously the things that I've seen, the, the visuals are, are blending seamlessly with live action footage. Some, some, some to the point where I can't see, I can't see where it starts. And I, I don't know that that's not real. I think more in, um, obviously the, uh, in, environmental things, uh, hard, hard, uh, modeling, hardscape modeling, basically your, your hard surface, those kind of things, uh, buildings and, and environments and, and trees and things like that. I think obviously in the back, I keep saying, obviously it's not obvious to a lot of people. So I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, I think those are the things that uh, make it seamless. Uh, I think some of the character stuff that we're seeing, um, is getting better. Um, the characters maybe in the background when they're walking around, uh, you, uh, from a distance uh, is getting better because of the motion capture and then they're, pathfinding and you know using massive and some other programs that they're using to generate those characters walking around um, but i think close-ups i mean we know some of the fantastical battles we're seeing in some of the newer movies marvel and uh battle sequences where they're they're doing things that uh we know that they're cgi characters and, and you know that going in um but i wanted to show something after you wanted to comment on this i, I wanted to get into showing how it's gotten better visually. Yeah. Some, give some example, examples of that. Yeah, I mean, and this isn't just something you know that uh, you know is just being being you know being talked about in the in the at, the at a low level. This is being talked about at the highest levels of Hollywood, and this is and there's arguments to be had on both sides, and 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 it is getting better, and 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 it is getting worse, and you know I think I think. Part of part of the problem, uh, it just comes down to you know expectations. Really, as a you know, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts. The expectations of of us from a consumer's point of view, we we expect to see to be blown away when we're. I mean, we they kind of trained us that way now with all the just the sheer volume of of CG that's going into some of these films and um, they programmed us. Yeah, exactly. To and and in a way, that's good because we can see crappy CG. And when the, so when they don't do it right, or you know, they, I mean, the bar has been been made so high that yeah, when they don't when they you know they don't do it right, and they don't do it right a lot because I think what happens is they, you know, we'll talk about this in a little more is you know how it's getting worse. Right. You know, it's just it's just getting you're relying on the hardware a lot of the time, um, and and uh, you know we'll we'll d dive deeper into that. But a lot of times also it's it's a money thing. These studios. Don't have a lot of money to make these things, and and just you know, as an aside, the CG, the VFX industry, and the CGI industry as a whole, the entertainment industry as a whole, they're creating these effects. Um, the it's really getting tight as far as the labor market is concerned, and the, the amount of money that can be made by creating these. So a lot, a lot of studios, which which you know is one of the reasons why it's getting worse, I think, is is because they're cutting corners and they're saying, oh, this is looks this looks good enough, or you know, this worked before, so it'll it'll work now, e even if it's not. You know, up to up to speed. You well, know, let's let's focus on how it's getting better. Some examples, uh, not just not just talking about it, but obviously the 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 uh, the most improvements you're seeing are, are the software, the hardware, the algorithms are using. They're making things that are more lifelike textures, the lighting, the shading. Those are basically the visuals that are making it more immersive and, and believable for us viewers. So that that technology is improving over time. Uh, and it can push more through and look at this example. And this is kind of a cool example. I just kind of went back to the original um, Jurassic Park back in 1993 and look at the, um, this is either Brachiosaurus or uh, I think Brontosaurus, one of those times, uh, types of really long necked um, 
dinosaur to a, a potosaurus. I'm not sure. Uh, but this, yeah, check this one out. So you'll see this. Um, I got it 4K, so it's kind of kind of glitching a little bit on my end. But hopefully you can see the skin there. I, I kind of give an example of some of the newer movies. Um, 2015, you've got some Jurassic World. You can see the difference in the skin. I mean, it just it really moves the detail today with the physics behind it, the muscle systems, everything they've got in there. They didn't have that. Plus, I think the if you look at this original. Um, Right here, you can see there's there's no light transport. There's no um, subsurface scattering of the light in the skin. That's the lacking you see there. It's very leathery. It looks very plastic, almost like very a plastic. Very clay-like, yeah. Yeah, very, like a plastic toy. And that's the thing about the lighting, which is probably the biggest thing that, that I've seen in all the CGI today compared to back in the day. And that's, you know, it's gotten that much better. But then you also see right here the T-Rex, um, the skin, I mean, it, you, here's another example, just, just this one from Jurassic uh, World. Um, it's just crazy how, how, how much detail is in there, and the skin can, can actually slide over the muscles, which they didn't have that, that technology back then to do. Um, and the detail now is what you would see in some of the practical effects that you had in the or original Jurassic Park, uh, especially in wet. When you see uh, characters that are, that are being rained on, they had the practical effect of um, the big dinosaur that they built. I don't know, it was gigantic for the original um, Jurassic Park. But that, that thing that got wet all the time and then started sh uh, shaking and shuddering because it was, it was getting a uh, response to all the, the water that was getting inside of it and, and screwing it up. But that's what you see in CG today. Is basically what you would see in a practical effect as far as um, quality of the, of the detail so close up. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, and I think the, the you know talking about the, the the I mean that's a shader and and lighting and, and rendering uh, you know uh, the processes are responsible for it for it looking so good and and computers I mean they've they've come they've been progressing insanely in these areas I mean uh, Nvidia just came out with some amazing graphic cards that that not only do the lighting and the rendering and and a lot of that in real time but you know you're talking about skin and 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 rain and and effect simulation that that's that can be done in. In, in practically real time, to, not quite, but but for for a lot of things, uh, it can be done in real time, and that's that just goes to the to the better hardware. I think it speaks to just to some of the innovations in hardware uh, and software for that matter. Um, right, and plus the, 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 the really, polygons you're pushing here. I mean, you're looking yeah, at the, this the thing, quality and the deep level of detail, Sean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all those details are built into the model, so they're not they're not you know using ZBrush and everything like that. They're putting, they're building this into the model. Um, well, a lot of a lot of I know a lot of shaders uh, build do additional detail with normal sure. maps and and yeah. stuff like that and uh, you know procedurally generated uh, stuff that's that goes into it as well. Uh, yeah, substances. But, yeah, you know, painter exactly. and yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, they're all they're all combined together to make it look so amazing. Some of the some of the best things I've seen recently, and I think you alluded to, or you actually gave an example of, of some of the stuff you showed, just Avatar. But I think Thanos for me. This is probably the most uh, impressive, uh, and I and I, I brought this up uh, in a previous podcast. But just to to, to bring it back again, if for those who haven't seen this, this is this is probably the best character I've I've seen uh, that that realistically with the facial movement, uh, the just basically the micro movements that you have in this particular character. They're using they developed a, 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 a facial technology that Weta Digital actually did where they're using um, things called uh, deep shapes. And that would add um, further, further complexity to the facial uh, performance by, um, by Josh Brolin. Uh, and, and these things basically give you that added 
minute details that, that you can pick up imperceptibly, you know, vi- visually when you're talking to somebody, you see that happening. And I think you just don't recognize that that's really going on. And, and so that's why you don't get that really uncanny valley when you look at him. It just looks like crazy cool how that's... And in fact, it's not even a simulation. Those are, those are uh, applied procedurally. And in fact, those deep shades can add... Um, uh, basically allows the animators to still retain all the control of that shape and feel so they can do that performance and add on top of that too. So it, I think that's probably the most impressive that I've seen recently besides some of the Avatar stuff I'll show later. Yeah, you know, that that that, that has to be the best character performance. I, I think you're right. The char- best character, uh, particularly facial component. His body, you know, when he animates his body, it's still kind of a little strange uh, just because of his physical proportions. But... But you're right. As far as his facial performance goes, I, I haven't seen anything that looks looks as good as that. And I think that's really the, you know, where we're heading with all this thing. All, all, you know, all these, you know, this discussion in general. You know, when we say is it getting better or worse, are we saying it's getting more realistic or, you know, closer to to to, to faking? Reality. You know, yeah, reality. Exactly. I think that's probably what a lot of people think of when they they, they say is CGI good or bad. And you know, speaking of uh, Avatar, I mean, that, yes. I mean, when I saw Avatar, the level of detail and the the, the the quality of it, it the, the light—it's the lighting, Sean. When it comes down to it, the translucence, and you know, especially when the when when it all blends together seamlessly, like here in in uh, you know Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, when he's fighting Electro here. There's a, some great scenes, and that's that's when it really looks together. Looks looks good is is when it bl- blends together. You know, we were talking about seamlessness, and and I think that's part of what makes CGI look good and what makes it not look good is if it's see if it's seamless, the the level of seamlessness, I guess, and and. What goes to its level of believability and this level of realism that that I think people are looking for, and I think, you know, not to get into what makes CG bad, uh, but but I think you know we might be getting saturated uh, with the level of CG that they're they're putting into things these days. But but the but to get back to the good things, uh, no, I think I think if it's used properly, it's it's like any tool, you know, if you misuse it, you know, the results are going to be sub substandard, you know. Right. Here's an example of the latest Avatar, and there, hopefully there's no, uh, you know, um, spoilers in here. But I think this is the latest one, the way of the water, um, the way of water. I guess it is. Um, I, I didn't actually see this movie. Um, I, I I just didn't really. I thought the first one was good, but uh, you know, the, the the story was just pretty. Uh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really care for the story. It just seems very. Um, juvenile to me but anyway they the, the graphics are great i thought the characters are cool you know i was got i got off on on that kind of stuff that was just looking at the visuals but the latest one with the water tech on the hair i mean just i think the hair is just been is just been amazing the the technology they've gone with the shaders of the hair and how it how it moves uh it's just i think to me is probably one of the the most striking things and like you said before that has to do with the the lighting and how the light goes through um dark hair versus you know, light hair and how it refracts and all that. So it's all, it does, has to do with a lot of the lighting and the shader, of course, that responds to the lighting and everything else. But this this example of being underwater, I thought was really, really neat. Um, I look forward to seeing it. Maybe I'll see it with, uh, with the kids or something. Check it out and, and see it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've I've seen so many clips of it. Uh, I feel like I've seen it already. Myself. <laughs> no, I know. But uh, you know, and another thing that really uh, is is bringing uh, is making CGI better. Sean is is artificial intelligence. I mean, the introduction of AI in this in the field of just computer graphics and entertainment, you know, as a whole. 
Um, I mean, it's it's just it's being used to create even more realistic and even more complex uh, things. Uh, even even helping to animate uh, characters as well. I mean, you could speak to that. Um, but a lot of these software companies are and developers are starting to incorporate AI into their, you know, into all their tools and and to, to really help artists quote create more uh, more you know, be more productive. Uh, but definitely to create even more realistic animations. I think. I mean. Look at some of the stuff that we've been uh, seeing just recently um, using, uh, you know, some of the the uh, GAN technology. It's definitely technology. coming. It's definitely yeah. coming. Uh, it's it's not here yet. There's still a lot that needs to be be worked out. And I think a lot of it's smoke and mirrors. But then again, you know, maybe I'll be shocked, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'll be out of a job. And <laughs> all you do is, I think I think you'll you'll be able to still they'll they'll still be need the uh, they'll still need the technicians to. And the artist to create the the the, um, the data sets that these things are going to mine, and 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 then they'll have to be obviously for stylized stuff. I don't think you can hit the stylized button, and and all of a sudden you've you've now changed your three D animated characters that were realistic running around to stylized. Maybe there's a way to do that. I don't know. Well, we'll they see. did use that technique a little bit in in Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Those are all three D guys, and they used AI to kind of do the edge detection and 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 apply the tune shaders to that. It, it was they even did that in Iron Giant as well. But I mean, um, just the animation. That, uh, what I'm saying is just the animation I itself. Yeah. Itself, I think a lot of that is just. I've seen some papers a few few years back where they're trying to do a stylized version of of a, you know using motion capture, for example, as your base, and then going ahead and running these um, AI tools on top of that to try and make it feel like it, it's going further than it is almost like, you know, God of war where you're doing, you're starting with a base and you're, you're having your animators get on top of that and just push, push your poses, break, break the joints, um, moving I, way faster than they could and, and higher than they could physically in, in physics reality. But uh, some using of the, our next podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that also. And, and, and so, so let's, you, let's get into how it's getting worse a little bit. Um, All right. Well, uh, let, go ahead. before we do that, I've got one other thing that's making it better, and, sure. and I think it's just just uh, it's our level of understanding about our world. You know, the, the graph, the CGI, and we've talked about this in our data visualization. I just wanted to mention again uh, uh, that, that the data visualization, how 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 CGI is helping us to visualize things in our world. I mean, this is these are crop dusting you know, flights, and and basically here's bird migration where they have trackers on the birds and sent them out. You can actually see them flying around. These are truck movements around. Germany. There's so many different things that you can, you know, pizza delivery, uh, you know, uh, tectonic plate movements, taxi movements. I mean, there, there's so many different things that we can see visually that give us kind of an idea of how, how we interact with our world that just couldn't be visualized before. So that's one of the, one of the big areas uh, that I, I, I think uh, CGI has really, really been a, you know, is getting better as far as allowing us to visualize our data and, you know, see what's, what we're doing and what effects we have uh, on our world. Yeah, it gives you that bird's eye view of exactly what's going on. No, I agree. That's a, I agree. That's a that's a great point. Uh, we could even have, in fact, I have our own podcast just on that if we really wanted to. But uh, okay, let's just get into it. How's it getting worse? Uh, let me just give some examples of some of the these these aren't necessarily what I think are are some of the worst ones, but these are what people on online have complained about over time. Just some of the weirdness. And you'd get that uncanny valley of some of these images from the X-Men and from Johnny Depp when he, they, they euthanized him. I <laughs> made him younger. But, but I, and then, of course, um, Will Smith. I, I thought, in fact, I thought this movie, uh, Gemini Man, was actually pretty good. I, I, I didn't bother me, but it did, did bother a bunch of people. 
Um, and then, of course, the Irishman, for example, that that one, I think we've we've talked about this a couple times. And I, and I believe a lot of this, the reason why a lot of this is happening today uh, is is simply because the um, the timelines, you know, basically the increasing demand, like you mentioned, the VFX shots and movies and those protection uh, production schedules are so tight. And and there those VFX artists are under pressure to create these these high quality effects quickly, and uh, if they if they're doing it in a rush, say a lot of times they'll pay for the the shots. The studios will pay for the shots from these uh, various VFX studios, and then they they go ahead and and they re they redo the shot or they change it where you're basically have your live action scenes, and now the artists have even less time to perfect that work, uh, and so I think a lot of that they're being rushed. They're making mistakes or they're cutting corners to try and get their deadlines done. I think that's one of the things why you see sometimes you'll see uh, some some people have brought up, um, you know, well, I just some of the things I've shown here. But more importantly, some of the unrealistic, um, the way that uh, some of the movement of like, say, some of the early Spider-Mans or some of the recently uh, Black Panther, some of the effects, uh, the fighting shots there, they just didn't look uh, right and and didn't feel uh, physically accurate and so I think that shot in fact the fight scene and one in in Black Panther was uh, about six weeks the VFX artist had to to redo that entire scene and that's not enough time and so they're just getting they're just getting they're just getting ground down VFX artists are and I think that's one of the main reasons why you'll start to see some inconsistencies in some of the movies. Yes, I think you're right. I think that uh, that goes to, as well to, you know, when you have an abbreviated schedule or you don't have enough money or manpower or whatever it is, you tend to, to reuse assets or you don't, you know, some of the design, you know, you don't spend as much time doing the design work in, in the environment, say. And so, you know, you get this, you start getting these generic assets that just are uninteresting and lack uniqueness. You know, it's a, they, they just have, they seem to all, you know, every place they go seems to have the same look and feel to it. Um, and that that can, that can be a real problem too, uh, which, you know, it, when you when you're trying to make something you know stylized, uh, it could could be the death knell <laughs> to your project. Yeah, it could uh, be. It could be. Uh, I think also some of the unrealistic camera movements um, in some of these scenes give you. This, that's my. This... I think that's one of my biggest problems, and we've talked about this. Is yeah, the camera moves are just so unrealistic. Even with drones, you know, you think about oh, they can get so many new camera angles with drones today. Some of these camera shots, particularly in the finale of Black Panther that you're referring to, there's no way a real camera. And even in in the the uh, couple of the Marvel or the other Marvel thing, um, the Avengers. Uh, uh, well, not so much in the Avengers. It was uh, Venom uh, and Carnage. Uh, so the yeah. camera was just I couldn't believe it. I, that's why I couldn't believe the visuals is because the the camera was so just it's, unreal. Yeah, it's it's very. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. It just moves in these weird weightless ways, and and just just kind of you know that it, it's it's not possible, and so it just kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, um, and and the and game like game characters, the does game designs start to the character designs start to look the same. Soldiers look the same. Zombies are all starting to look the aliens for that matter. They're all. I mean, when when you when you really compress and you don't give enough time to the art of what you're doing, it 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 really makes it hard for whatever you're you know. It differentiate itself, you know, stand out from each other. Right, and I think the overuse of CGI can make it uh, difficult to, um, you know, it can lead to an emotional uh, investment that uh, you don't want to put into the to the. I I, I I'm just going to get turned off in this this show or this this movie because it's just overused. 
um, that that can be like what you were saying. It's just that you're getting fatigued. Um, and so, I, have to, I have to say I'm getting fatigued with the Marvel movies. I mean, the battle scenes. These I'm not invested, and or even in that fight scene between you know Black Panther and and you know, that the finale fight scene. I'm not invested. I know they're not real characters. I don't care if they get hurt. They obviously, they, you know, it's the same thing with Venom. No, they can't get hurt. I don't care right. about these guys. That's so I, I'm, I'm just, I disassociate myself. I lose that, I, that sense of, you know, where you have to suspend your disbelief. I, I, I you know, it, it breaks that for me. I agree. I, I, that, that happened to me when I was watching Zod fight Superman. And I just, I, I just blasting through those buildings. I'm like, okay, another building's going down. It's like, guys, that's really, really cool. Um, the effects are awesome. I mean, you know, no, no problem with the effects artists on, on that at all. It's just, I just think the way that they shot that movie and the, and the director just too much, man. I'm like, dude, I got, I can't see another building come down. <laughs> it was so, it was, give me <laughs> You're a, just looking I, at the same thing from a different angle. Right. Really. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. And then, like I said, I mean, I think there was a huge, I'll just bring this up. There's a big con- controversy, 2013, 2012, you know, life of Pi. You know, had all those VFX artists working on that movie. It, it was amazing, just great. And then, of course, they filed for bankruptcy and in that same year. And 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 in fact, I didn't realize that they just ceased operation in 2020. Um, Rhythm and Hughes. I didn't know that, but uh, that was right around the pandemic time. So they they basically just closed doors. They're they're done. Yes, but, that's a big loss too to the to the whole VFX industry. They they were pioneers in so many different areas. Um, they really were, they and I feel really bad for those VFX artists. There were VFX well, artists in there. I was going to say some uh, one of the last uh, th- uh, thing. Well, things we have time I think to really cover as far what makes CGI worse is the the propensity for misuse. Uh, there's the technology is becoming so good that you can create people that aren't really the people that they look like. Uh, here's a Recent example of that, a deep, you know, we've had a podcast on deep fakes, but it's getting to the point now where they can simulate your voice and your likeness and your expressions uh, with just very little data set to be trained on. And this is an, an AI system that's able to do this. And this is just Morgan Freeman's head put on a different guy's body. Uh, Did you say Morgan and, Freeman? No, I said Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Streaming Freeman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, quite convincing. And, and you know, it's it, it really... Is going to make it challenging for us in the future as to what what we're, you know what are we seeing? Can we believe our eyes? You know, is it real? What we're seeing? What we're hearing? Right, and it might also take AI may take away some jobs too um, in this res- in this respect um, because or or it may help and some of the laborious tasks and let those animators and artists create what they want to do as opposed to just sitting there erasing things. Go ahead. No, I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just think uh, you know it. It could be used for political, you know, for politics as well, and you know, for you know, uh, you know slandering people and saying they said things when they didn't. I, I just the potential for misuse is so huge, especially when you know anybody could do it with their desktop systems these days. It just you know, there's there's Gosh, there's some solutions to all this stuff, and I think maybe we might have to save the solutions to to these. To the bad CGI uh, in for another podcast. I don't think we're going to have time to cover that today, Sean. I agree. I don't even think we're going to be able to do the comments. You want to bust through the comments or no? Uh, yeah, well, let's just do that. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Alan Nuda. He goes, uh, I love I love how the CG bros share the work of incredible projects uh, to make creators known. It is a dream that my short film is on their incredible YouTube channel. And I'm always watching the short films that they are uploaded to the channel. Hey, I appreciate that, Alan. Uh, we really, really do appreciate um, creators, uh, um, some of the uh, 
you know, innovative things that they show on our channel. Those are some of the things that give people, um, uh, you know, motivation. And it's a great hub for people to see other people's uh, work. Yeah, definitely. We love to give you guys the recognition that you deserve. And uh, this Inspiring. next comment is by uh, yeah. Sobi Okayi. Yes, exactly, Sean. Okayi. Uh, Sobi says, I respect the values of wanting to share information and creative projects with the community. Well, that's kind of why we do that. We, we really, you know, p folks work hard on these things. And, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're not seen. And what good is, a, is, is artwork that's not seen, Sean? I agree. Uh, Alfredo Espinal, uh, the professionalism with which the CG Bros works and reaches different kinds of audiences. That's interesting. It's a statement. Uh, I really appreciate that uh, that as well, Alfredo. Uh, we try and be as professional as we possibly can. And uh, um, so thank you. Definitely. Well, we'd like to thank you for being part of our podcast today. And we had a great time answering uh, the question, is CGI getting better or worse? Thanks again uh, for asking that. Um, you say asking or assing. <laughs> Asking, asking, axing. <laughs> Thanks for asking the question, Leland. And we really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun doing it and appreciate uh, you tuning in today. Uh, if you if you did like it, uh, do us a small, small favor and uh, share it with some of your friends, please. Uh, because word of mouth is the best kind of advertising as far as we're concerned. And hit the like button too, because it helps YouTube find other people who are interested in the stuff we talk about here on the CG Insider Podcast. By the way, uh, we do these podcasts just for you. And if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss, uh, you can let us know by shooting over to our website at thecgbros.com and up the About Us tab and click on the Ask Us Anything dropdown, just like Leyland did. We're always looking to improve our podcasts and make them more interesting and useful uh, to use. So we need your input. Please leave a comment below. And if you do, no guarantees. So there's a good chance we'll read it on uh, one of our future podcasts and mention you by name. We bring you a new cutting-edge edition of the CG Insider right here every week, where we discuss everything having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation, digital VFX, and other cool and interesting topics. And yes, oh yeah, you can uh, find our audio versions of this uh, podcast on all major audio podcast platforms as well. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, what are you waiting for? Get over there. Check out. Get your front row seat for some amazing CGI uh, short film entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. You'll also find uh, some cool VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes and making ofs as well. Well, we can't wait to see you here for next week's podcast where Sean and I will be answering uh, another great fan question. Uh, is motion capture animation better than keyframe based animation? Oh boy, it's hmm. in my wheelhouse. We'll oh see no. you next time. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, is CGI getting better or worse? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the super thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us obtain more high quality content for you to enjoy. And leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell for instant notifications when new episodes are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast? You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, 
become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, is motion capture better than keyframe animation? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2315 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.